Hello there. Welcome to the 8th episode of Doors and Devices, a podcast dedicated to all things design. Just like the last episode, I'll begin this one with a question. What do you think are the skills of a good designer? I understand it's a subjective question and there can be a big debate on it. Some of the common answers that I've received include empathy, understanding of design thinking, problem solving, articulation, good UI skills, and understanding of business and design processes. However, I have rarely heard anything about design facilitation. I think it's one of the key skills for a designer and something that's going to play a bigger role in near future. In this episode, we will understand what is design facilitation. Why do we need it? and how you can become a good facilitator so without further ado let's dive in before we get into the details of design facilitation let's begin with its definition as a philosopher in training i always like to start with a definition to be adequately clear in meaning intent and approach so UX Collective, a design blog, defines facilitation as the art of guiding stakeholders and cross-functional team members through the design process. It does make sense, but I think there's more to it than just the design process. Dan Brown, a well-known designer and founder of 8 Shapes, says that facilitation is engaging multidisciplinary teams to work together to design how people use and interact with the products. I think this is a more precise definition of what facilitation is. If you ask me, it is the act of guiding, engaging and collaborating with your product team members to understand and solve problems. Ultimately, we all want to provide the best solutions for our users, society and business. And design facilitation provides a structured and efficient way to achieve that. Now, note that facilitation is not about presentation, meetings or managing people. it's about guiding and working closely with your team members to achieve a shared vision and goal so now that we know what design facilitation is let's try to understand why do we even need it at the first place why can't we just have the usual cadence of meetings and follow ups so here's the thing on most occasions our projects get delayed or even stuck because we don't have a shared understanding of precisely two things one the problem itself I've seen different team members having their own version of the problem. This does not help. And two, we don't have a complete understanding of the functions and constraints of our team members. This leads to friction and delays. Apart from these two reasons, there can also be people issues, which I think can also be tackled through facilitation. Solving problems is a team effort, and design facilitation helps in getting everyone understand the problem and critical aspects of the project. It's better if people involved in the project get together in a room, collaborate to have a shared understanding of the problem, and respect the contributions and constraints of team members. And for all of this, you need a guiding hand, that is a facilitator. Without a facilitator, things can fall apart very quickly and lead to chaos. You need somebody who can work through different perspectives and guide the discussion towards the objective. It's like the fellowship of the ring under the guidance of Gandalf. We all know how it breaks apart when Gandalf is gone and how everything gets together again with the second coming of Gandalf the White. So, getting back to reality, facilitation also helps in more information and more insights so that there are no missing perspectives. You can set expectations and get the process right. 
So I hope by now I have sold you the importance of design facilitation. The next obvious question is, how do you do it? And what it takes to be a good design facilitator? The very first thing to understand is that you don't need a high position in a company to be a facilitator. You should not think in a hierarchy driven way of doing things. What you need is a zeal to get people together for solving problems. And for doing that, you need to be driven for spending time and energy in the problem space. If you are not motivated enough, you can't expect others to be enthusiastic about it. As a facilitator, you need to clearly understand the objective and decide the structure of facilitation. This is really important. If your sessions are not structured well, it will just create more confusion and questions. And by structure, I mean providing clear guidance through dedicated sections for opening, discussing and closing your sessions. So let's discuss them one by one. First up, get a nice big room with whiteboards or notice boards and invite all the people who are associated with the product. Don't share a full agenda beforehand because you want people to come with more open mind as against some preconceived notions. Share the objectives, but not the full agenda. For your opening session, begin with introductions. Try to make it fun and engaging. You can create a low-tech social network by asking people to put down their names, job, function, and even a small avatar on the whiteboard. You can then connect them together to create your own social network. So once you are done with introductions, it's time to define the problem. One of the ways to do it is to ask the participants to think about the problem they are here to solve. They can write their thoughts and even have some sketches on a post-it note. Once everybody is done, they can put the post-it notes on the whiteboard and explain them to each other. The team can then reflect on similarities and differences and get together on a shared understanding of the problem. As a facilitator, it's important for you to engage everyone in the room so that there are no missing perspectives. So that's how you can go about opening the session. But this is not the only way to do it. You can play different games with participants to get things started. I suggest getting this excellent book on facilitation called as Gamestorming, which provides different recipes for getting the most out of these sessions. It's a playbook for effective facilitation. And I'll give a link to it in the show notes. After opening, you get to the meat of the matter, which is the discussion part of the exploration phase. This is where you get more ideas on the table, understand them and refine them to meet your objectives. Now, there are again lots of techniques that you can use to get the discussion going and I'll be touching upon a couple of them. But before we get there, there are a few things that you should be aware of as a facilitator. One of the key aspects of facilitation is getting more information and ideas from participants to reach your objective. To do that, it's important to ask more and answer less. As a facilitator, you should encourage people to share ideas with the team. You can initiate the conversation by asking some open-ended questions so as to encourage participation. You can also involve people by asking their opinion about shared ideas. If you feel there are comprehension issues, you can ask a question differently or ask a different question altogether. Also, make sure that you listen carefully to opinions and also repeat what is said so as to avoid any misunderstandings or misconceptions in the room. If you think the discussion is moving too rapidly, you can try to slow things down by asking participants to give details on their ideas or by asking them to repeat their ideas for the entire room. All this while, make sure that there is some kind of visual representation of ideas so that everybody in the room can see it. It can be either on the whiteboard or by letting participants share their opinions on post-it notes that are displayed on a wall or a whiteboard. 
as the discussion proceeds there will be conflicts and contrasting ideas as a facilitator your role is to drive towards consensus through conflict you should ask participants to elaborate on their ideas and ask them why they consider their ideas important in relation to the objective one of the ways to achieve that is through the five why game you can ask participants to keep asking themselves why for their rational five times so as to get more rigor and clarification for their propositions as a facilitator your objective is to favor concrete outcomes so you should be asking participants good questions regarding their ideas like how will it get us closer to our objective what will be your next steps and what do we need to implement your idea these questions will let the participants think more rigorously and will help in sorting through clashing opinions you should also extend participant ideas and make connections between them to draw insights another method that you can employ to sort ideas is affinity mapping you collect ideas from your participants and post them up on the wall next ask the group to identify common themes and suggest categories for these ideas finally you sort all these ideas into categories these will give the group better insights and help in reaching the objective through a maze of ideas and opinions finally for your closing act you can ask participants to vote on ideas or you can sort them into urgency and importance metrics some things can be urgent and important while others can be urgent and not important or not so urgent and not important overall the idea is to move towards decisions actions and next steps as a team you would like to narrow the options to select the most promising one that align with your objectives so that's the entire process for facilitation but by no means this is the only way to do it you can also devise your own ways to facilitate in your company the important part is engagement and collaboration i have intentionally not discussed any design methods here because it will always vary depending on your needs and objectives don't focus on the methods focus on the outcome and you will find the right ways to achieve your goal as a facilitator it will take some practice to get things right and that's okay eventually you will get better at it and i assure you that it will be extremely useful in getting better outcomes that said it's still sad that design facilitation does not get enough attention in community and in companies even design schools don't teach you anything about facilitation i think it's a key skill for every designer you can be good at ui or even design methods and practices but you will not get the best results if everybody in your team has a different idea about problems and solutions also just knowing about methods and processes will not help you if you don't know how to execute them well with the team that's why facilitation is such an important skill for a designer to summarize facilitation is about guiding your team to understand and solve problems together so as to achieve a common goal you diverge to get multiple ideas and opinions and then converge towards your objective everybody understands the problem and everybody understands the outcome to quote an article from fast company you should start practicing facilitation now and you will future proof your work culture for the more diverse fast moving world that's heading our way on that note i would like to end this episode of doors and devices also a very happy new year to all of you enjoy with your family and have a good time i'll soon be back with the next episode till then party hard and have lots of fun